2 Kings chapter 2, verse number 9. And when it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elisha said unto Elisha, Ask, I shall do for thee, before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. He said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and the horses of fire and parted them out both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. Lord, we just ask you to touch hearts, lift us up in the courage, Lord. Help us to grasp what you would have us to do in this word. And Lord, help us to be what we need to be. And Father, we just ask you to empty yourself and fill in that spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I want to look at the life story of Elijah. This is Elijah's successor. His name is Elijah. And from the time this man comes on the scene in 1 Kings chapter 19 when he's first mentioned, he's plowing those with those 12 oxen. And Elijah cast his mantle upon him. And from that time to this time throughout 2 Kings chapter 13, when he dies, we find there is something different about Elisha, this man that uh, he's not satisfied. This is a man that's not satisfied with the normal. He's, he's not satisfied with the average or okay, lukewarm Christian walk. He doesn't straddle the fence or a oh, so, so walk with God. This man is a man that wants more, that wants more. We find in the text he tells his predecessor, Elijah, I'm not satisfied being like you. I'm not satisfied with that. I want more of what you've got. I want a double portion of what you have. Whatever you did for God, whatever God did with you, I want to be double. I, I want more in my life. I, I want more of that. He, he's not satisfied with the normal. And if you read and study the life of Elijah, he, he done eight miracles in his, his uh, ministry. But if you study uh, uh, Elijah's uh, life from 2 Kings until 2 Kings 13, when he, uh, he dies, he's do, he does 16 miracles. And one of them is even after his death, we'll talk about a little later on. Uh, so tonight I want to preach on this subject to your heart this night. Wanting more. Wanting more. Can I tell you, there's nothing wrong with wanting more as long as what you're wanting is more of God. Amen. Paul was a man that always wanted more. And I, and I wrote these scriptures down. First Philippians chapter 1 verse 9. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in the knowledge and in all the judgment. Philippians chapter 1 verse 26. That your rejoicing be more abound in Jesus Christ for me by coming to you again. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 1. Furthermore, we beseech you, brethren, exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that you, as you receive of us how you ought to walk and please God, so it would abound more 
and more. Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 10. And indeed ye do it toward the, all the brethren which all uh, Macedonian. But we beseech you brethren that ye increase more and more. Five England he said 20, in verse 24. Having confidence in the obedience I write, wrote unto thee. Knowing that ye walk also do more than I say. Paul said I want you to know something. Uh, Paul said, I want you to know something about Philemon. When I, when I preached to him something, exactly what the Bible says, he's doing more. He's, he's looking for more. He's, he's wanting to do more. He's doing more than what is required of him. Sadly, we live in a Christianity tonight that uh, we're looking at uh, those like 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 4. Instead of uh, having more power... They're wanting more pleasures. Instead of uh, loving God more, we live in a time where we are not wanting more of God's power, but we want more of pleasures, and we want more of this and that. But this is not this man. We find the man Elijah is wanting more of God in his life. He wants a closer walk with God. Can I tell you that's what our desire should be tonight is that we should want a closer walk with God tonight. Amen. He wants a deeper level with the Lord. We're living in Laodicea in church age. You know what the Laodicea in church age is? Uh, it's where everybody is rich and are needing nothing. They want more pleasures. They want more fun. They want more uh, entertainment. In our churches today, they want less of God. But I'm persuaded better things of this church that we desire the things of God and not the things of man. I'm persuaded that we're seeking and wanting more of God in our lives, not only in our lives, but in our churches and in our families' lives. Amen. It's a better thing for us to have more of God. More of doing good for God. More of God doing something in our lives and moving in our lives. More of God in our homes. More of God on our children. More power in our lives. That's the generation that we need to have in our lives tonight. You realize something? Elijah knew that it was going to cost him something. In order for him to get more don't think it's not going to cost, cost him getting more without costing him something. That's the problem with the Christian world we got, the generation we have. They think they're going to get more and doing less. By doing less, uh, it doesn't work that way. Uh, if you want more from the Lord, it's going to cost you something. And he realized, he knew that it cost him. He had to forsake some people in his life. Look at 1 Kings chapter 19. This is the first place we find Elisha shows up. He had to forsake some people if he was going to get more. Elijah understands this. If I'm going to get more of God, if I'm going to uh, do more for God, 
if I'm going to see more of God, if I'm going to be more with God, there's some things that I've got to forsake in my life. Verse 19, so he departed thence and found Elijah, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with his 12 yokes of oxen before him, and he went with the 12, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah. And he said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, that I will, uh, uh, then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back to him and took a yoke of oxen and slew it there, boiled it with the flesh and the instruments of the oxen and gave it unto the people, and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. It's not about that I'm better than you. It's not about that you're better than me. It is if I'm going to stay here plowing, if I'm going to stay in this field plowing, I cannot follow Elijah. If I want uh, 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 Elijah so much, and I want to be like Elijah so much, I'm going to have to give up some friends, and I'm going to have to give up some family to do it. He said, I'll do it. The problem with today's Christians, we're not willing to detach from anything in this world to see more of God in our lives. We, we want to hold on to the things of this world and see less of God in our lives. We're not willing to detach from anything that keeps us from getting closer to God. We will not forsake people. We will not turn our backs on our family because, hey, they're family, you love them. But I'm telling you, if you want a closer walk with God, there's going to be some people that you're going to have to forsake and some friends that you're going to have to forsake in order to have a closer walk with God. If you want more of God. We find that he has to face persecution. You know when Elijah threw this mantle on Elisha, you know what it was? It was a sentence of persecution. Surely Elijah knows what's going on in Elijah's life. Up to this point in 1 Kings 19, uh, do you know what he's been doing in his life? He's been running from Ahab and Jezebel. They have been trying to kill him. Uh, uh, The prophets hated him. Uh, Everybody hated him. Nobody liked Elijah. He's up there preaching and telling the word of God, and nobody likes to hear that. And they're trying to run him down. They're trying to seek him and kill him. He just came out of the wilderness Because Jezebel said, I'm going to make your life as one of those prophets that that you killed. He was running. He knows he has to accept his call. Walk closer with God if you want more. He knows it's going to cost him something. He's going to cost him some persecution in his life. He realized people are, are going to make fun of him. The first thing that happens after he starts getting a more, a double portion, a, a bunch of kids come out and start mocking and making fun of him, saying, you old bald-headed man. 
he realized that uh, being what God wants him to be, being more closer walk with God, he means that people are not going to like you. He's going to face that persecution. There's going to always be somebody poking fun at you for being a Christian. Why do, why do you go to church? Why do you read the Bible? Why do you, why do, you do that? It, it just, it's not necessary for you to go ahead and do all that stuff. I'm just telling you, people are going to make fun of you as a Christian if you want more of God tonight. We find that he has to follow personally. Look back at 2 Kings again. Verse 1. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven and by a whirlwind that Elijah went in with Elijah to Gilgad. And Elijah said unto Elijah, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elijah said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel, and the sons of the prophets were there at Bethel, and came to Elisha, and said unto him, Knowest that thou, the Lord, will take away the master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold your peace. Elijah said unto him, Elijah, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, as he said, and the Lord liveth, and as he, my soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho, and the sons of the prophets that were there at Jericho came to Elijah and said unto him, Knowest that thou, the Lord, will take away thy master from head today? He answered, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto them, Terry, I pray thee here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And they said, The Lord liveth, and as the soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went to own, and fifty men of the sons of prophets went and stood a view afar and underlined that. <laughs> I just seen something here. <laughs> they stood by, stood by Jordan, and Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters, and they both divided divide hither and thither. So they went over on dry ground. You see what's going on in this text. He's getting more of God. He's constantly having people to get him to stop following so close to God. Elijah, you're crazy to continue to follow that direction. Don't you know God is going to take the old man? He's dying. Yeah, I know that. Have you ever heard people tell you crazy warning uh, for life of God, you're crazy for doing that. You're, you're crazy for walking with God. You're crazy for living for God like that. You, you go to church on Sunday, Sunday night and Wednesday night. You go out and you pray and you witness. You hand out tracts. You're just crazy. There are always going to be some people that do not want to walk closer to God, that do not want more of God. But when, listen to me, when you step out and say, I want to meet more of God, they're going to stand afar off and they're going to look at you to see if you are what you say you are. They, they don't want more of God. They want to say, hey, if you say you want more of God, I want you to prove it. 
I, I want you to say, hey, I want more of God. I'm going to keep my eye on you. There are people like that today that will watch you. You say, I want more of God. I'm trying to get closer to God. My walk with God, I'm trying to get move closer with God. And they're going to stand back and watch you to find out if you are what you say you are. Amen. I'm telling you, I just saw that. That just hit me like that. Amen. They're not, they're not even planning on walking close to God. They, they just got to that fence, that certain area in their life that I will not cross over. I will not, will not go beyond this. I'm going to stay right here. But I'm going to keep my eye on you and make sure you are doing what you said you want to do. Amen. I, I don't know about you, but I want more of God. I know it's going to cost me some things in my life. But I'm willing to give those things up because in the end, uh, the reward is greater than it is here. I, I, he said, I'm going to prepare a place. And if I go to prepare a place, I'll come and get you. And it's those that serve him, those that want more of him. That's what he's coming back for. I, I side with Elijah on this. There are people that sit in church and some come only on Sunday morning, and you don't see them again until next Sunday morning. I, I look at them and say, why don't you want more? <laughs> why, why ain't you getting this? How in the world can you come and God be so good to you on Sunday morning and you say, well, if God's been good to me on Sunday morning, I'd be afraid I'd miss something on Sunday night. I might get a double portion on Sunday night. I'm going to say, Lord, I'm just going to cost me something. My family don't want me to come on Sunday night. My family don't want me to come on Wednesday night. But I'm saying this, I can miss something of God that God said I'll give you a double portion if you just get here. Amen. Why don't you want more of God? I don't understand it. You see it in their life and you say, why in the world they just go through the life just at a slow pace? People sit in church week after week listening to preaching and yet they don't want more. They're going to come just so far and they're going to stop. I'm not satisfied with just being here on Wednesday night. I, I hope you're not satisfied just being here on Wednesday night. I, I, I want more. I, I want to see God glorified. We all should say, God, make us more. Do more in my life. Increase more. God, give us more. God uses more. We're not satisfied just sitting here filling a pew. I want more of you. I need more of you. I need more of your power in my life. I'm not satisfied, Lord. I want more of you. I don't understand how people can not want more of God. Look at chapter 4. He, he couldn't understand why they didn't want more in their filling. Verse number 1, chapter 4. 
Now there was a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditors is come to take unto him my two sons to be a bondsman. Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaiden have not a thing in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow these vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, empty vessels. Underline this. <laughs> borrow not a few. Borrow not a few. He is a man of God that wants more. Do you know why he's telling this woman not to just get a few? Because he knows that God can do more with empty vessels than we can with a full vessel. We're living on such a small scale. But I'm telling you, God can do more, get more, not just a few. Because I know what God can do. And she goes and do exactly opposite what he tells her to do. Verse 4, And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out all the vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, and, and who brought the vessels to her, and she poured them out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her sons, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more and the oil stayed. What stopped the flowing of the oil? I certainly believe, all in my heart, in my heart, if that woman had got every empty pot in the neighborhood, in the community, in the city, I believe there would still be pouring oil there today. But what stopped the flow of the oil? Because she did not have an empty pot. She had tapped into an oil geyser that would never run dry, but she caused it to stop. There's no more empty vessels, Mom. What do we do? I wonder why some people's lives, the same thing Eliza wonders, why don't we want more of God? Why, why don't we want more of the filling of the Holy Spirit in our life? Why don't we want God, Lord, just fall on me? Lord, I, I pray the Holy Spirit would just get inside of me and fill me that I cannot stand it. Why, why do we not see people want more of the feeling of God in their lives? Fill us with the ministry. Fill us with the worship. Fill us with the songs. Fill us with the, the witness of people. Fill the church, Lord. Just pour out your spirit on the church and let the church grow. Fill me with the enjoyment of the things of God. Yeah. Amen. Just, just fill me what God does. And I step back and watch how God moves in everybody's life. And it fills my heart with joy seeing God move in people's life. But you've got to have a feeling. You've got to want more of your feeling of God in your life. What would, <laughs> what would happen? See, the problem is most people come to churches. they got so much on their mind they don't think about God. 
they, their mind is so clouded with the things around them before they even get to church. They, they, they're thinking about this, thinking about that, wondering about this, wondering about that. When they come to the church, they're sitting there and God can't touch them. God can't get to them because they got, their mind is cluttered up. But what would happen, listen to me, what would happen if we walked through that door? Our mind is empty. I'm not going to let it get filled with the world. I'm not like the world coming in. I'm going to empty my mind. I'm going to sit down at the pew and I'm saying, God, I want more of you. I want you to fill my mind, fill my soul, fill me up. I wonder what God would do with every one of us walked through the doors and said that. Whoo! That would be a blessing and a half. It would be some people just standing around shouting, praising God. Amen. It would be people getting excited for what God is doing and what God has done in their life, what God is doing in the church, what God is doing in their home. Because, hey, why? I've got more of God in me. I've got feel of God. I've got the Holy Spirit filled me up. That's how I like it. When God touches people. Why, why don't they want more? Why don't they want more? I, I need more of the Word of God. I need more of the Bible. I need to be. I need more of God in my life every day. I cannot get up in the morning and say, "Lord, I don't need you today. I think I can handle." It. No, I need Him every day. Why don't people want more of God? Don't borrow a few. We serve a God of more and more and more. There's old time preachers who used to preach this stuff. You don't hear it anymore. They preach about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about falling out on the floor, talking in tongues and junk like that. Just being filled with the Holy Spirit. You don't hear that no more. You don't hear preachers talk about that. I think that people are afraid of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I got to thinking, I'm not just satisfied with a little... I'm not just satisfied with a little. I want more of God. I want a double portion of God. God, I, I want something else. I, I believe with all my heart what God is doing around here is because people are praying and they're getting down on the knees and they're saying, God, I'm not satisfied with what's going on. I see what you're doing there. It is wonderful here, but I'm not satisfied. I want to see more. I want to see more. And I want to see people get filled with it. I'm not satisfied with a little. Lord, fill me up. Amen. And I do believe that. I believe that. We come over on Fridays and pray. And I believe because we pray and God is, whew, turn around and look at everybody. Look at here. God is starting to move. I believe that. God, people are coming into the house of God and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to get closer to God here. I want God to feel me here. That, that's what God can do. But you've got to want to be filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. I want to be filled. I want to be, why, why, why don't they want more in their filling? Look at chapter 6. Y'all with me? <laughs> I didn't want to lose anybody. Why well, don't they want more in their feeling? Why don't they want more in their faith? Their faith. Verse number 13 of chapter 6. And he said, go and spy where he is. I may send and fetch him. And was told him, saying, behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent 
the thither horses and chariot and a great horse, and they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host compassed the city about with the horses and chariots and his servants, and said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? We find that Israel is warning, being warned about Syria. We find that God keeps telling Elijah where they're setting up an ambush to get a hold of Israel. And Elijah goes and tells the kings everything that uh, God is telling Elijah. They're, they'll set up an ambush there. Don't go that way. Go this way. And the, the Assyrian says, why is it where every time we set up an ambush, they don't come? Then he got back to the kings and the Assyrians said, hey, somebody is telling the kings that we're setting up an ambush. Yeah. Elijah was telling them. They say, well, let's just go get Elijah. We'll, we'll go get him. We'll take him out the picture. We'll just find out where he's at. And they found out where he's at. And, and they encamped around him. Now, Elijah's servant got up and he seen all this people standing around. Elijah, we're done. Come on out. Hands up. We're through. We're dead. It's over with. We're about ready to leave this world. They're going to kill us. They're going to get rid of us. Verse 16. And he answered, fear not. Yeah. I love that word in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> For they that be with us are more than they Amen. that be with them. <laughs> can, you, can you see his servant? Huh? <laughs> Elijah, all I see is his chariots and his men, and I, that's all I see. You saying there's more with us than there are them? <laughs> Sorry to hear that, buddy. <laughs> You're losing it. You're scared too, like I am. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee to open his eyes that he may see. And his Lord opened his eyes, and the young man he saw, and he, behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots, a fire around about Elijah. The problem is, he was looking with his natural eye. That's the problem with a lot of people today. They can't see, they always, they're looking at the visible things and cannot see the invisible things of God. Why? Because they're not filled with the Spirit of God. They're not wanting more of God. You want more of God, God's going to show you some things. And you know what he prayed, Lord, this guy's not believing. His faith is, his faith is kind of shot here. He can't see, so I, I, I need him to get a little bit more faith. And when he prayed and all of a sudden God opened his eyes, he saw what God had got prepared for him. I don't understand why people don't want more. Why can't them by faith see what God has got in store for them? There's more on our side than it is on their side. But God, there's a disconnect somewhere. We, we get the same way. We get disconnect from God and the Spirit of God and all we can see is the things that's around us and we can't see God working in things around here. And we get disconnected somewhere. God, open our eyes. Open my eyes, God. 
give me more faith. Fill me up with more faith that I may know what you're doing. See, Lord, give, forgive me for getting so wrapped up in my sight of seeing the things in this world and not seeing the things of God. I want to see the invisible things like this fellow saw. He had no faith to see. There, there's another guy the same way that doesn't have faith either. In God's supply in chapter 7. We found the town of Samaria's being besieged. And they're starving to death. They have nothing to eat. Verse number 1, that Elijah said, And hear ye the, the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel, in the gates of Samaria. Then the Lord, oh, whose hand the king leaned, and answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord were making window in heaven, might these things be? And he said, Behold, thou see it with thy eyes, but shall not eat thereof. If you read the end of the chapter, then you know what happens when God does this miracle. He gets uh, these four leopards to go out, and, and they heard a noise. The Syrian camps, they heard a noise, and they thought they'd be under attack, and they got up and just left everything there. And this, these four leopards went out and found all this stuff in the camps and everything, and nobody was there. So they run back and told the people at the town there at the gate, say, hey, y'all ought to come out here. And when they went out there and checked, they said, hey, they got so excited inside the city, they got to jumping and shouting, praising God for the glory because there's groceries out there, and they're free coming get them and they got so excited they just start running and this man that did not believe was standing at the gate they ran him over and killed him thou shalt see but thou will not eat thereof he had no faith to open up and believe God can provide. I have never, listen, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or the seed beg for bread. I'm just telling you, I went to my cupboard and I had food there when I never thought I had food. I got roof on my head and shoes on my feet. God will provide. You've got to have faith and believe God will provide. Amen. He didn't have the faith like Elijah had. Look at this guy. He said, come, you don't have to have faith. We serve a God that can provide a table in the wilderness. I don't know about you, but I'm going through. I, I've, I've been to some bad valleys and low valleys. Problems. But I know this, he's still able to provide. We serve a God that supplies all our needs according to the riches and glory of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, we serve a God that's able. And he's able and he's willing tonight to provide. There's a God that provides over and over and throughout the Bible, you read God has provided over and over and over. Why can't we see this? Why can't we see what God can do? Elijah does. He's got more faith. 
look, see, there's more of us than is them. Look and see, God has provided the, the groceries in the field for you. Why don't, we, why don't we have, people want more of God? Why, why don't we want more of the faith of God in our lives? You, you may be happy right where you're at, but can I say this? I'm not happy where I'm at. And I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking spiritually right here. I, I, I'm not happy, Lord. I, I need more of you. I, I want more of you. I desire more of you. And I don't understand why people say, you know, I, I, I don't want more of God. I don't need more of God in my life. I, I'll tell you, I can't live without God in my life. I don't understand why people don't want more of God. I want more faith. Elijah said the same thing. I, I don't understand why people don't want more faith in their life. You know, sometimes we have to pray, Lord, help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. Look at chapter 13. I'm about done. We see he want more in his fight. Chapter 13, verse number 14. Now Elijah has fallen sick of his sickness. Whereof he died, and Joshua the king Israel came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O oh, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel with the horsemen of thereof. And Elijah said unto him, Take bow and arrows. And took, out, took unto him bow and arrows. And he said unto the king Israel, Put thy hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it, and Elijah put his hands Upon the king's hand. Elijah wants more. This guy to want more. To have more. To the point that he's putting his hand. On his hand. I want you to have more. I'm not just telling you now. I'm showing you. I want you to do this. I'm going to help you. In verse 7, he said, open the window eastward. And he opened it. And then Elijah said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of the deliverance from Syria, for thou shalt smite the Syrians in a apac till thou have consumed them. Please get this. And he said, take the arrows. And he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, smite them upon the ground. And he smite them thrice, saved and stayed. And the man of God was wroth, got angry, was upset with him and said, Thou should have had smitten five or six times. Then thou hadst thou smitten Syria thou, thou, till thou hast consumed it, whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. You know what this man has done? This man is not wanting more. He said, Take the arrows. Smite them on the ground. Okay, Elijah. Uh, uh, that's enough. I, you know, I, don't, I don't want to do it no more, Elijah. That's enough. Elijah got upset with him. He said, hey, it's no big deal. I did it three times. No big deal, Elijah. 
That's where we at in church today. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's, it's no big deal if we come and worship God and we don't feel anything. It's no big deal. It's no big deal that we don't get victories like we should get victories. It's no big deal. Why? Because we don't have more of God in our fight. He said, won't you smite the arrows? And let me tell you what, Elijah said, hey, he got mad at him and said, hey, if that had been me, I would have... I want victory. I want victory. Not just some wet noodles. Give me victory. Elijah is a man that wants more in his fight. He's not going to give up. And let me just say this. We should want more of God in our fight that we will not give up. I'm tired of laying down for this world. I'm going to start standing. God, give me more of fight in this world. I need you in my life for fight. He, he, the king, that's Christians today. Not willing to want more of God. Lord, I want you so much. I'm just going to keep going until I can't stop, Lord. Where's our fight at tonight? Where's our fight at? Don't tell me you ain't got fights going on in your life right now. Don't tell me the devil hasn't attacked you on every side. Because you tell me the devil hasn't attacked you, I'm going to say you probably need to get saved. Because if you're born again, walking with God, the devil is after you. And if you're getting tacked on every side, you need something to stand with you and fight and fight and fight and never give up. You need victory in your life. I want more of a fight in my life from God. Amen. He wanted more in his finish. Verse 20 and 21. Elijah died. They buried him. His bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming of this year. And it came to pass as they were burying a man that behold, they spied a band of men and they cast the man into the sepulcher of Elijah. <laughs> and when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elijah, <laughs> He revived and said, boy, can you imagine those guys? <laughs> That's my friend, boy, I sure hate this. I'm going to miss him. He's been such a good friend of mine. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurt. I'm going to have to go home and tell his family that he died. Let's just put him here because there comes them people that are going to get after us. So let's just put him here. And they laid him down and he's hissing bones. Hey, guys, don't leave me here. <laughs> let's run. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Something ain't right. That man was dead. Elijah is a man that wanted more and more. Elijah is a man that even reaching beyond the grave to touch people's lives. There are some preachers that I've heard and listened to in my life. Preached and preached. And I listened to them. I sat and listened to them. They're gone now. They're in heaven now. But yet I can sit and listen to them in my head what they said. There's been some I can listen to on the, uh, on the TV. And there's some that I can listen to on tracks. Those preachers are preached and just preaching. And they're still reaching out beyond the grave. Making a difference in somebody's life right now. That's what I want. 
That's what I want. I don't want to leave a legacy of this or that. I want to leave a legacy. Hey, my life is still reaching out and touching those that's around me. I may be gone, and let me tell you what, you may go, and you go by the way, but your kids are still sitting here. You want that legacy to reach out and continue to touch them years after you're gone. Amen. He wanted to finish with more. So do I. So do I. When they lay me in that ground, people could walk by and say, boy, that boy preached. That boy lived it. I seen him. I heard him. I could still hear him in my ear yelling at me, preaching at me. Amen. That's what we want. That's what I desire. To continue to touch people even when we're gone. Elijah finished well. He finished. Even in death, he still made a difference. Sunday school teachers, listen to me. You making difference in these kids' lives years down the road. They may come back. They might not, you might not be here, but they're going to remember you, something you said. And it's going to ring true in their ears. And you're planting that seed in their life. And you're going to change. You're making a difference in their lives now. Amen. Those bus kids, they're making a difference in their lives by picking them up, showing them we love them, we care about them, we give them things. We want to help them see them grow in Christ. And it's going to make a difference in their life down the road. And they'll remember this. I remember that old man drove that bus. He was a mean one. But I remember him. I can revision him. I can see her singing that song. What's that song you sing all the time? I, I love that. Potato chip, potato chip. Yeah. I love that. They, they, they'll say, I, I remember her singing that on the bus. And making a difference in people's lives, even when you're gone. And that's what we want to do. That's what this church needs to do. Make difference in people's lives that when we're gone, people will step up and take over and continue to to live the legacy that we're trying to leave them, making a difference in life. I want to. I want to finish with faith. Yes, sir. Yep. I want to finish well. Yep. I, I I want more faith, and I want more of the feeling of God in my life. Lord, I need you. I've got to have you. Amen. God has been too good for us. Too good to. I am not satisfied with what we're doing now. Don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying what we're doing now. But if we get too satisfied of doing what we do now, we're going to lose something. And it's going to be something inside that we don't want to lose. I want to be filled more and more. I want more of God, more of God, more of God, more of God in every aspect of my life. That should be all I desire tonight. Amen.